Hey everyone, Andrew Seeley here, and welcome to episode six of Aircheck, a podcast produced by the WVU Alumni Association. Aircheck sets out to speak to mountaineers from all over the globe who are leading the charge in their fields. We'll be having conversations with folks in a variety of industries, from media gurus to leaders of massive global enterprises, even a former Navy SEAL. And they all have one thing in common. West Virginia University helped to make them who they are today. Today's episode is brought to you by WVU Connect. WVU Connect is where students, alumni, faculty, and staff can connect to build their networks. After all, it's all about who you know. You can find jobs, internships, mountaineers in your area, and more. Signing up takes less than two minutes, and you can even sync it to your LinkedIn account. Reconnect with your university by heading to wvuconnect.com today. My guest today is Rhonda Radcliffe, Distributor Business Advisor at ExxonMobil. Rhonda has been with Exxon for over 29 years, and in this conversation, we talk about the importance of mentoring young women, what it's like as an employee of ExxonMobil, and even how she was able to balance engineering courses at WVU while she was an RA at Dadisman Hall. With no further ado, please enjoy our sixth episode of AirCheck. Let's go. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, for, for folks who don't really know a whole lot about you, can you kind of just tell me uh, what it is that you do for a living? I uh, work for ExxonMobil, um, the oil corporation. I work specifically for the fuels and lubricants division, um, and I'm a distributor business advisor. So I deal with all the mergers and acquisitions of our distributors who are our lubricant independent business owners that have a contract with uh, ExxonMobil to supply their lubricants, such as Mobile One, Greases, uh, Delvac 1300 for trucks, that type of stuff. Sure, yeah. So, uh, And I've worked for them for 29 years, so I've had various... Um, opportunities within ExxonMobil, different jobs. Yeah, and I want to—I definitely want to get into uh, what some of those positions have been and what some of those stepping stones along the way. Um, but before I do, in your in your current role, what does a kind of a typical day look like for you? You're here in California, um, and you mentioned that that you're able to work from home. So, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, lots of conference calls. <laughs> <laughs> I do lots of things on conference calls. Uh, lots of emails. Um, sometimes I do go and travel. I probably travel less than 50,000 miles a year in, in air flights. Most of the time it's to Houston or to, um, I kind of cover, um, west of the Mississippi in terms of, of, of doing the mergers and acquisitions. And, um, so I may travel to Arizona or to, um, Washington state. So I travel to different things to meet, um, with other internal ExxonMobil folks, and then sometimes we have meetings with distributors who have contracts with us. Right now we have 62 across the country, so I'll meet with them. Okay, so um, and we'll get back to ExxonMobil in just a moment, but let's rewind and talk a little bit about WVU, and uh, tell me about your major and, and what West Virginia University was like for you while you were there. So um, I actually went in uh, to chemical engineering, I really didn't know what it was, but when I was in high school, my, um, my fa- so my father was a dairy farmer, so having outside like corporations and knowing people that have different careers, I really didn't have that opportunity to get to know folks. We know, you know, about coal miners and things of that sort, but we really didn't have that touch of other workers. So um, when I was trying to figure out what to do 
my, one of my chemistry teachers told me, you know, you're really good in math and science. You really should think about engineering. And I said, well, what types, what's the best type? She said, I think chemical engineering. Of course, then I looked it up and I said, oh, and she's like, yeah, you can get a four-year degree, get out of, and, and, and make good money. I think this is one of the top levels of salaries when they first come out then. And so I thought, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, most people have all these reasons of choosing their career. That was just kind of like mine. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Get out, make good money, get to a big corporation that gives medical benefits because I didn't have that growing up. So, um, and uh, chemical engineer came fairly easy to me, thank goodness, you know. Uh, made it out in four years, but... Um, the, the one thing that I did do is I, you know, worked at the library um, to, to make more money and tutored the athletes, which was really fun, helping them. And, um, and then also to stay in the dorms, which is what I wanted, that interaction socially. I, uh, the first year I lived in the dorm, second year I actually applied to become a resident assistant, which I loved. I loved, I loved, I loved. Because I loved mentoring the younger women and... Um, just helping them out and the the you know social interactions and I don't know I love that so that helped me so then I did the, the, the last three years I, I did a resident assistant so I was a resident assistant as well where were you I was in uh, Dadisman Dadisman Hall up on the hill I was at Borman South uh, as, as an RA so I'm sure we could probably sit and do an entire podcast about yes. being, being an RA yes and, and all the different life. things that you come upon that really make you grow as a person um, and, uh, and what's funny is I actually did was my, uh, some, some minor stuff. I did uh, psychology, nonverbal communication, all those things that, you know, being in engineering, those are the things that actually today I use those things more than my, uh, you know, calculus class. Right. So I love that ability to, to because the university had so many different areas and I could go to those classes also. Um, so yeah, I love that. Now, chemical engineering is not by any means, you know, an easy degree. So what was it like trying to balance, like, I had enough trouble, and I, by no means am I an engineer, what was it like trying to balance being a residential assistant and, and you know, finding that degree in, in engineering? Yeah, because it was, it, being a dadisman, I had to take every, the early morning classes sure. <laughs> all the way to the engineering school on the other campus. So yeah, it was, um, I've always been a disciplined person, so I, you know, and I know how to work hard. Being on a dairy farm, you, you, like it's acceptable to be at work all the time. So um, I worked a lot. I was really good about having certain times, and I worked at the library. So when the library, I worked in periodicals in the library, in the main library, and I had that time, and I studied during that time. When I was sitting there, it was a per- perfect opportunities, but I was very disciplined about having to stay in because I knew I wanted to get that degree in four years. Sure. Now, uh, rewinding even more, you mentioned that, that you, you know, grew up on a dairy farm. What led you to decide that you were going to go to WVU and, and what was that process of, you know, yeah, deciding upon West Virginia university? So my high school graduating class had 30% went to college. I was university high back then. I was valedictorian. And just a lot of people that I grew up with didn't go to college. So I just knew that that was right there. My parents couldn't afford to send me out of state. I knew it was a good school. Um, One of my relatives, so many removed, used to be uh, uh, vice provost. And I knew that that was, you know, he had talked about it. And so I thought, I'm just going to try to go there. 
because I couldn't go out of state. It was just, it's too much. Um, and I knew it was a good engineering school. So that's how, yeah. that's how I decided. Sure. So you, so, uh, you did graduate in, in those four years and, and so, uh, tell me kind of the, as I mentioned, those stepping stones, what, tell me the story of, of capping out at WVU to your position today and some of those titles and, and the places that you moved along the way. Let's see, so cap and gown. One one thing that I did that I did like this actually in between the summers and the holidays, I worked at Borg Warner, which used to be a chemical plant right near, you know, like in the Westover area, mm-hmm. and that of course was great. And I know that they now have chemical engineering has internships and things of like that sort, which are really good. I didn't have that back then, so I I worked at those at that Borg Warner um, every summer, every holiday and it made money and then when I then I was in end up was offered to work for them I chose not to because I found uh, ExxonMobil but when I graduated in 89 that was the lull of the oil and gas business they had laid off lots and lots of people so people weren't going into chemical engineering when I started in 85 so when I started interviewing I had 13 job offers it was unbelievable they all came to the career fairs, the VU career fair. So it was great. Um, they really helped me, you know, find that to get, to get the job and stuff. So very glad to get ExxonMobil. Moved to Texas, <laughs> huge city, right, from West Virginia. Sure. <laughs> was a big, big, big change, big yeah. transition, big transition of understanding because I was a very trusting person. I'm the type of would, would pick up someone on the side of the road, right? This is what you do in West Virginia. Right. Everybody's family. <laughs> so it was a big change and um, worked in uh, process design. So I um, designed units in the refineries and we had several different in the, in the country and I would help any type of uh, revamp. I would work on that. So I did process design job. And then I went to a... Um, Economist job in the refinery, so you rot- rotate every year, every every one to two years, you change different jobs. So I had, co- you know, uh, resource coordinator, just different jobs. And so then I ended up, after five years in the refinery, then I moved to research and engineering, and I did more detailed startup of larger units, and I built one of the big delayed cooker units in Baytown. Um, and that got me to like 2002, or 2000, yeah, 2000. Then uh, my husband uh, moved into California, so I wanted to find a different uh, um, job within ExxonMobil that couldn't be in engineering. It had to be in some other areas. So I used my networking within the company and uh, remembered different people that I met throughout and contacted them, and they said, you know, we have, we, I think we have an opportunity for you here. So I went into uh, sales, and specifically um, distributor sales, and... It's called a distributor business consultant. So you cons- consulted business-wise for these distributors that we have that sell lubricants. I did that job for 10 years, and I had different parts of the country, which was great because my territory was like Hawaii and Alaska. And I've been to Hawaii and Alaska, like, you know, Alaska 10 or 12 times. I love Alaska. Hawaii, same type of thing. So sure. great experiences there. Yeah, And then... Um, after that, I ended up taking off some time and having a child. Uh, it took off nine months because I thought it was appropriate to take off a little bit longer. And then I went to a marketing job for three years, which was fascinating, distributor marketing. 
So any, any type of marketing to help our distributors sell more. So that was kind of a different area that I'd never been in. Loved it. Did that job for three years. And then they're like, oh, we really need you back into this distributor business in a different role. So I, that's where I came to this job uh, as a distributor uh, business advisor. So I've been in this role almost three years. And then that's when I dealt with mergers and acquisitions. So it's been a great Great career. Sure. What do you enjoy about your about working for ExxonMobil and about your current position? Um, the biggest thing I love about ExxonMobil is everyone's very professional. People are very driven. Uh, we hire the best and the brightest. We hire very well-rounded um, individuals. You know, we have uh, you know their GPAs to be very high. They have to have lots of leadership skills. We train them. You know, we, we give them, you know, classes of, you know, presentation, speaking, negotiation. So they just are just well-rounded people. And their career, right? It's not like they're jumping jobs. They don't burn bridges because they know they're at some point you're going to have to work with that person again, which I think is a great thing. It's, it's really like a family. If you start and you make it after five years, it's 95% chance you're going to stay your whole career at ExxonMobil. Wow. So... That's what I like about ExxonMobil. I like it the way they're very efficient with their economics. They think about things. It's not flash in the pants. We think long-term on everything. We plan to the nth degree, which I love. I'm a planner. So those type of things. And they want to develop their people. So uh, great benefits, pension. I mean, it's you, know, you don't have those things nowadays. Sure. And you also mentioned a little bit earlier um, that, you, that you really enjoy the opportunity of being able to mentor some, some other females in the workplace. And so can you kind of tell me a little bit about that and how important that is to you? Yeah, so we uh, are, um, you know, you can request to be a mentor. And I've, I've requested this. I've been around a long time uh, and in different areas I've, since I've seen different parts of the, con- uh, of the company. Uh, because every part, because it's such a large company, every company is essentially like a whole new company. Like every little, every little division is a new company. So I have have um, experience. So I always ask for some um, a young woman who is, you know, less than five years or so to try to, you know, help guide her. And I don't do just your work. I I mentor in your life. I, so I feel like it's important, you know. Are you taking time for yourself? Are you keeping fit? Are you, you know, like don't let work rule you, you know, I don't live to work. I work so that I live. I try to get them to go and take those vacations that they, they you know, that they think, oh, I'll do it down the road. No, 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 you need to do it now. So I give them a list. These are the things, places you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell them. So, um, but so, yeah, so I have one now and I talk with her every month, you know, what she's going through. And I have, I've had younger ones and now I have one with uh, one child and I have a second child. And so, you know, kind of going through that, maze of life and stuff. I really enjoy helping these young women and, and I'll tell them exactly what I think they should do and, and you know, and, and give them not the corporate line about stuff. That That's what I feel like is important. And they can ask me questions and I'll give them the truth, you know, what I feel like what will happen. So anyway, it's fun. And, uh, and, uh, it sounds like a, an even smaller family within that large family that is ExxonMobil. Now, as you were, uh, coming, growing through the, the organization and through the company, did you have a mentor that, that really helped you out? You know, I've had different, different women throughout the time. I've actually had men mentors also. Uh, when I was in engineering and chemical engineering, I had a man, uh, a man mentor, um, because the majority in the chemical engineering portion was male dominated. 
you know, we had less than 15% women. So now it's more, I'm more 50, 50 in, in the distributor business sales side. Um, so, uh, you know, I haven't had one person. It's just in varying, you know, various women that I've dealt with. In sure. Honesty. I think it's, it's so important to have that various individuals or that one person, whoever it is that has that experience that has, you know, even if it's not within the same company, but within the same field or mm-hmm. some, someone that you can share some of those, you know, career aspirations and, and, you know, somebody who can kind of point to a roadmap of your career and, and, and help you out. I think that's mm-hmm. incredibly important. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that hopefully the alumni association is able to offer to the, to younger alumni. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kind of going back to the university, is there anything that you learned at WVU, um, not necessarily in the classroom, but a, a mentality or, or you know a certain process that you have taken with you throughout your career? Are there things that you look back at your time at WVU and and think, wow, this was this was really helpful years later? It was the classes that were non-engineering that I took psychology class, nonverbal communication, presentation I took. And so I think, why are they not on the list for everyone to take, right? Um, financial class, right? Because finances are, right? Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. everything. And, you know, we don't teach this in school, like, or in the, you know, up the, through elementary and high school, we don't teach those. And so those, to me, when I look back, those are the things I really use. Uh, also, like the project work we did in chemical engineering, we had a, a kind of a senior project where we worked together in groups, and they do that now a lot, of course. But working groups, you have a team, and you have to design, do a design project, and then you actually have to present it, and um, you know how you got your solution and, and things like that, and you do it as a team because in work. It's all about teams. It's all about getting along with others, individuals. All about communication. That is like, like I think that chemical engineering. I don't know exactly what all the, the things that they did take, but those like communication. That's all you deal with nowadays, right? Either non or verbal or uh, written. I mean, and I've always been very good at factual communication. Which all my bosses always say, oh, "You're so good about factual communication." There's no opinion in it. It's just facts because that's what you need, right? So those are, those are the things that I foresee. Yeah, it's funny. So often I, I talk to people across all sorts of different platforms and careers. And so many times you come back to, well, you, you know, you need that versatility and you need that toolbox and that ability to communicate and, and work with individuals that, um, you know, more and more I see people just saying how, and writing the fact that, you know, being a good writer is so, so important. Um, now, you mentioned a little bit earlier that um, you think that it's really important to give back to the university and that, um, you know, s- giving the ability to, for students to have scholarships is something that's very important to you. Can you kind of elaborate on that and tell me why you think that's so important? You know, the university, like classes and stuff, specifically engineering, are very difficult. <clears throat> and... Uh, a lot of times if folks are so worried about making their money to, to pay for their tuition and, you know, their room and board and stuff, that, that takes up their time to do that if they don't have that much money. Uh, and for me, I ended up having to do that. <clears throat> but I feel like if I could give back, and of course, ExxonMobil matches three to one, which is amazing, um, you know, I should at least do that. 
for somebody to help them. Because in my mind, the way to bring people up socioeconomically is education. If you can help somebody and maybe they will find the cure for something or maybe they will design something, you know, that helps society. So my husband and I are both real advocates of uh, scholarships and, um, you know, he's used it also, ExxonMobil, right, uh, using that three-to-one match for his university also. It's just it's so important to me. Sure. Well, that's incredible. And thank you for, for giving the gift of that education to those, to those students. Um, kind of in, in wrapping up, a question that I like to ask uh, people is, you know, what, what does it mean to you? I'm coming to you from the WV Alumni Association. What does it mean to you to be part of that Mountaineer family and, and, and consider yourself a, a graduate of West Virginia University? So I think it was uh, last year, we actually took my daughter, she was seven, to a West Virginia game. And I, of course, love the whole football season and how everybody's just so, <laughs> you know, as one, and everybody's so proud of West Virginia and the Mountaineers and stuff. It was so great, you know, for her to see that and to see oh, this is what this is what it means. Like the, to me, the football and the this is season. It's just, oh, I just love that. <laughs> so we always go back in the fall because it's my favorite time to go back. And she really got into it when everybody stood up and sang Country Road. She was like, this is the way to go. <laughs> I love it. So I always think about that, helping one another, just being on the buses, people talking to you, everybody feeling a sense of com- camaraderie, having that same experience of you know, going to West Virginia University. And, and, um, and when I see people on the street, they'll definitely will talk to you if, you if I know that they're from WVU. It's like, oh, well, we, we're friends. We, we, we've had the same experience. We know how important it is. Sure. So. It's that instant bond. Well, um, uh, in, in closing, do you have any advice or, uh, for, for young alumni or for students, not necessarily engineers, but anybody getting ready to uh, go into the workforce? Be a good networker. Um, know other people because at some point that, that'll help you in your job opportunities. Um, be good at communications. That's really important. I, I, I think that's like one of the top, being able to communicate very well with, with one another. Um, I don't know, just just get out there. And <laughs> just I don't know, don't be shy. I mean, I just, that's so important. I, I, you know, I was very shy when I was young. And when I got to WVU, that really helped me come out. And that has made a big difference in my life. Hey guys, it's Andrew again. And I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our sixth episode. If you enjoyed my conversation with Rhonda, make sure you stay up to date as we release new podcasts on the WVU alumni app available for Apple and Android users. And as always, you can head to our website, alumni.wvu.edu for more information. Thanks for listening.